1: You might be in the playoffs, your season may be over, your season may be continuing. It's all up in the air, but one thing we can all do, Sean, is we can all draft some playoff fantasy football rosters. We always want to draft. The offseason finished up, and the one thing I miss from the off is getting to draft these teams and, and have some fun. So we are going to draft today. We are going to be doing it in the underdog gauntlet. They have set up their playoff tournament over there. It is a $25 entry, one that I'm very excited to, to jump into and this is our first one that we're going to be jumping into, but we'll give a little bit of strategy talk at the start. Then we'll jump into the draft. Then we'll give a recap of what maybe we could do different, what we liked, and and see how things play out. It is a very interesting format for anyone who played in some of the kind of battle royale formats or played in some of the sophomore and rookie drafts last offseason. It's kind of some similarities to the structure. They are six people drafts, so there will be six people in the draft room. It's 10 rounds long. So there's 60 players drafted. And obviously for this, you're trying to pin your hopes on who has the most successful playoff runs from both the team perspective and obviously them teams being led by who's putting up those points on the field and in turn, fantasy points as well as we do get ready to start sean i want to let the listeners know again we haven't shared this promo code in a while on the show but it is the underdog fantasy code for rotoviz if you use the code rotoviz while signing up you get a 100 match bonus up to $100 to help set up your bankroll if you're jumping into some of these contests i would highly recommend it i was over in the states this off season for the fantasy football expo and while i was there jumped in used the code gauntlet time are you ready to Run the gauntlet here. I am.
2: We have uh, a member of the Rotoviz community who took down the regular season one million dollar prize in Best Ball Mania. So I think it only makes sense that we should be rooting for, trying for a member of the community to take down the gauntlet. This is a really fun contest, as you mentioned, column where you have to advance past each stage. So there are going to be knockouts in the wild card round. Divisional Conference Super Bowl. You need to have the highest score in the Super Bowl weekend to win the $100,000. That is the top prize. Should be a lot of fun. This is a format that is one QB, one running back, two wide receivers, slash a tight end there, and then one flex spot. Not super flex, just regular flex. Colin, this is kind of the, the perfect way... To do it you have these relatively small teams but teams that are going to be based on the fantasy playoffs and we haven't done one of these drafts yet this will be a little bit exploratory for us but obviously the strategy is going to be based on how the teams themselves advance you think about the quarterback position to start with and if you select a buy team then you're probably going to need a second quarterback. If you do not, then you can probably get by with just one because you need that quarterback to really score off of that top team if you're going to win the contest anyway. The The really interesting dynamic here is that you have to figure out how to get through that first round and yet still have the Super Bowl more or less nailed. So there are going to be some trade-offs between drafting teams like the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs, who have a very high chance of making the Super Bowl, but also are not going to have players in that first week that you have to advance through. One of the things that's kind of fun about drafting early and underdog does have a special promo right now, where if you draft this week, I believe you get an extra uh, pick em contest there. You obviously check over with underdog for the specifics on that, but the advantages of drafting early versus drafting later, the advantage is you're going to get better prices, on players from teams who might not make the playoffs the disadvantage you're gonna take some guys who may not make it at all and so you're kind of trying to leverage that additional upside and balancing it with the risk of some teams you draft early not necessarily dead but maybe seriously weakened before the playoffs even starts so that's kind of the the fun element of this too one of the things that we witnessed in best ball mania for example is that early in the season you get some incredible values but you also have a lot of uncertainty about how some of those late round picks are going to pan out late in the season you can actually hit on some of these guys but like the team that won the million dollars has damian pierce but gets him much much later you can kind of lock in a player that you really are projecting for a good role when you draft in the last couple weeks but the value has dissipated and so you're going to be dealing with those trade-offs I think it's a lot of fun to draft early column. I don't think listeners will be surprised to know that two of the teams that we're always thinking about are the Seahawks and the jets. One of the things that's interesting here is that the lions and Seahawks both play the jets between now and the end of the regular season, the winner slash loser of those games. I mean, those games are going to have a fairly significant impact on playoff odds All three of those teams could make it. All three of the teams could miss, but the winners of those games have a pretty good shot. And so as you're kind of looking at this, you probably in the late rounds are thinking either a Seahawk or a Lion or a Jet, probably not both because you don't want to be drafting players off teams that in that scenario get knocked out. So what we're looking for in the gauntlet is a specific scenario that is realistic to play out and would score a lot of points as we go through the individual rounds of the fantasy or the regular season playoffs.
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of things there that you touched on, and I'm going to kind of get your thoughts on it now. So the first part is there's teams who are on the brink of getting in, which may be wildcard teams. Obviously, then they play on opening weekend, but there's also the chance that they do not make it in. So looking at some of these teams, do you think the safer play for people setting up their lineups is to go for the teams that are probably locked into those divisions maybe at this point in time i know it's not possible to know exactly who wins the division but it's easier to play it out that way rather than have a lineup now that's completely and utterly dead come playoff time or do you think that taking those risks on the teams that are right on the edge is is something that's worth doing at this point in time yeah i think that you want to get some players who are going to be substantially
2: discounted and the discount occurs because they might not make it so you have seahawks you have lions you have Jets. You need to take playoff, I mean players who can score a lot of points if they're in, and teams that even could potentially spring upsets. And I think especially on the Lions and the Jets side, you have with the Lions, you have a team that is just roaring right now, has a lot of interesting players, just more or less hammered the Minnesota Vikings, one of the power teams in the NFC. On the Jets side, you have a team that has sprung some upsets, that with Mike White at quarterback now has the offensive firepower to match up with their elite defense. That's a team that could spring some upsets. And on both sides, I mean, you have Amon Ra, you have Garrett Wilson. Fun players there. One of the things that we'll have to see as we kind of work through is what are the actual values on some of these guys. I think that the beginning strategy is to think of how you want your foundation to be. And essentially, you're going to be playing an NFC team, and an AFC team together, ideally. And for me, I think the best way to do it, it decreases obviously your chances of having teams in the Super Bowl, but it's still very realistic for the Cincinnati Bengals to make the Super Bowl and for the Dallas Cowboys to make the Super Bowl. Ideally, you probably play those teams off of each other because you have a better chance of advancing, playing those teams off of each other, advancing in the first round, that if you play Eagles, Bills, Chiefs. Now, playing either the Bills or the Chiefs is also a way to do it, since one of those teams is going to obviously not get the bye. And the team that doesn't get the bye is going to be a fantastic value in this particular contest.
1: Yeah, and one of my thoughts there is, as you mentioned and worked through it, obviously we want to have the teams in the Super Bowl, and you can obviously try then to draft and stack those teams. Ideally, one team from the NFC, one team from the AFC, if you have two to three players from each of those teams in the Super Bowl. I think that's how you're going to be set up. You're you're trying to advance, but the key at the end of it to win it all is to have an onslaught in the gauntlet, I guess we'll say, in the Super Bowl and, and to try and win it that way. So my thoughts then is, obviously, you want to have uniqueness to try and get through week one and week two. But part of the trickiness of that could be with going for teams that may be sneaking into the wild card, like the Seahawks, Lions, or Jets, is how far we think they can actually go into the contest so if it's a case that they get you enough points in the wild card to get you through to the second round but then they're all gone that is also part of i think the decision making here so it's going to be fun when we start to draft this team but what's your kind of thoughts on if you have two two lions one jet for example and then all of a sudden in the wild card they are eliminated that's the end of that run it's gonna be kind of hard to maintain that team then and you are going to have players that you lose in the wild card but for teams that you take that risk on the upside of the the reward on that. How do you think that plays out?
2: Well, one of the things that we have to deal with here is that there are going to only be sixty players drafted. There are only six participants, and yet when you think about the power teams in the playoffs, sixty players doesn't go very far. The guys that we really want and that are the best potential values and tournament winners are going to be gone very quickly, and so then you have to figure out how much you want to pay for players on those teams. Who are simply, you know, very marginal fantasy types of weapons, versus how do you want to move to other teams that they're going to be playing off of? And so, ideally, we don't want teams. We don't want teams with either the Bengals or the Cowboys who are going to be eliminated by the Bengals and the Cowboys in the first round. And yet, at the same time, a little bit of that can be
1: tricky to know. a month still to go in the season yeah no that's a very fair point so i'm looking forward to when we go in and to see which pivot points we have and then especially when we start to recap those because this is our first one we hopefully do a number of these i know sean will be having the itch as we go through here to do some ffpc playoff contests and so on as well the last thing to mention is you did mention the the starting requirements and this it is one quarterback one running back two wide receivers or tight end and then it is one flex which can be running back wide receiver or tight end with five bench spots so You can have a situation where you're starting one running back, you're starting three wide receivers and no tight ends in this. You can start two running backs and then just two wide receivers or tight end. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out when we're going through it. Have you a strong preference as to when you're setting up your starting requirements that we're going with wide receivers here in half point PPR? Are we going with the running backs in half point PPR? Or are we trying to nip in and get? one of those elite tight ends which at the moment heading towards the playoffs feels really and truly like just Travis Kelsey as we look at it at this point
2: yeah I mean the tight end is going to be mostly a matter of playing the team that we have early where you can have an Evan Ingram type of situation where out of nowhere you have a, a 30 some point game obviously Kelsey would be the only guy you would look at at the beginning of that I think that I mean, you're going to have a little bit of a prejudice in favor of the running back who could get there and score three touchdowns. And at the same time, it's more about building out the team scenarios. And something else I should say, Hayden Winks has a great article up on Underdog, kind of familiarizing yourself with this contest and how things might work out. The other team that I really like on the NFC side would be the 49ers. Now, the fly in the ointment there is going to be the quarterback position and whether they number one can you use that quarterback on your team but number two can the team be explosive enough offensively to make those offensive players work out but the great thing about it is that right now the way things are looking you could have the likelihood of dallas san francisco fairly late in the nfc playoffs and so you don't have those teams eliminating each other they get deep into it so i mean if you can do a Bengals, cowboys 49ers team that would be perfect but again there are five other participants who are going to determine to an extent where we can go with our particular team. But I think as we are, are looking through, I'm very interested in running backs, very interested in wide receivers and really sort of the best player available in terms of thinking through upside and fireworks and fun for these teams. I mean, if we can start with a Jamar chase, that would be you know, my preference.
1: Yeah, so looking at it, I, I think that there's going to be an interesting strategy for some people. And I think this is a contest where you probably should be going with two quarterbacks. I think that's somewhere where it gives you a chance to go with somebody maybe in the wildcard and then pair it with one of those quarterbacks like maybe a Jalen Hurts who are expecting to, to have a buy here coming up. And when we're talking about teams having a buy in tight ends, Dallas Goddard might fit into that mold. But it does feel like, do you feel like two quarterbacks the way to go and then two, you know, three to four running backs and, and pair it up then with the, the wide receiver tight ends at that point.
2: Yeah. I think if you build a bills chiefs team and not obviously together, but a team that's built around either the bills or the chiefs, then you've got that great upside and you could just play it by itself where you say, I'm gambling that this team will not get the buy. They'll crush in that first game. I'll get through. I'll keep and going. they will make
1: the Pope Super Bowl.
2: Right. If you, I mean, if you build an Eagles team, then you have to take that second quarterback. I think otherwise you might be really preferring to have just the one guy. But there are going to be scenarios here where in the first round, some shootouts, you have opportunities to play more unique teams if you go with the two QBs. And so that, again, is going to be dependent somewhat on how the draft builds out early. One of the things that we obviously would expect to happen is that you're going to have Hertz and Burrow
1: Sean we had the 106 we jumped in I want to give a shout out to Peter Overzet who was the 104 in this draft Pete's after welcoming a newborn into his life so congratulations to Pete one of our favorite guys in the whole space obviously taking a little bit of time to himself here as he gets a draft in but Sean the 106 is where we start off we go Christian McCaffrey, CD Lamb, T Higgins, Joe Mixon, Branton Ayuk, Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Lockett. So we double up on the Tylers. I don't know if there's any correlation between that, but we do end up with a two-quarterback, two-running-back, six-wide receiver build. Probably not much surprise that we have gone heavier on the wide receivers. It's going to be interesting if we build a few of these to see how that shuffles up, but we do go with Christian McCaffrey, which gives us access to the the running-back one, I guess. And then we can also see certain scenarios where we see the 49ers making a little bit of a run at it so i think there is a lot of value in having him in the mix there we do have a situation where we were hoping that we might get jamar chase to fall to us at sixth spot that does not happen we may have gone with chase and then borrow at that point of it if it did free up but that didn't happen for us looking sean though is how things have played out here how are you feeling with i guess that that opening pick first of all of christian mccaffrey then we'll talk a little bit more about how we go the rest of the way. The other players who would have been in the mix there are CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, and A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey. In hindsight, still happy with Christian McCaffrey, or is there anything you do differently? Obviously, later on in the draft, we kind of go in on the the 49ers a little bit, so that was kind of done from that deviation point at the 106.
2: Yeah, I think early on this draft worked out very nicely because we were talking about the 49ers, Cowboys trying to play them together a little bit, What we really wanted was to start Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, but Chase goes one spot before us there at the 105, and then Burrow doesn't come back to us in the end of the third round, which his ADP suggested that he wouldn't, but he gets within one spot. And so you're thinking if he gets one more, then we can go Burrow, Higgins there. Instead, we go Higgins, Mixon. So at the 1-2 turn, we go with McCaffrey. He's obviously a back on a team that could make it. He's the best player in all of fantasy. So you like having that. And then the directions that can allow you to go, we take lamb with him because those two teams could meet deep in the playoffs. And it allows us then to go either with a 49ers team or a Cowboys team, depending on how the specific draft flows, as you mentioned, it became easier to get the 49ers or those picks lined up more with what we wanted to do. I liked having that start. I liked having those options. And then as we go through the third round, T. Higgins is there, obviously becomes a little bit less expensive with the emotional reaction to him leaving another game early and not scoring any points. And then coming back at the top of the fourth round, not a ton of great picks. Tony Pollard would have obviously been interesting if he makes it all the way there, but I mean, doesn't get anywhere close. He's at the 206, which is the last pick in round two. Ezekiel Elliott would have been a potentially interesting pick. To go with CD Lamb, but we stay with the Bengals so we can kind of have both sides of this covered in the scenario that we're playing. And so it's about the specific scenario. We take a couple of Bengals. We know we're not going to get the Bengals QB, but we have a chance to get the inexpensive QB with the 49ers later on. And so that's the scenario that we're playing at that point. And at, but again, it, it would have been perfect to start Chase Burrow, but I really like how that worked the first four rounds
1: yeah i I would agree and when we're looking there again you when we go through it we took cd lamb at the first pick off the second round that's the seventh pick overall you mentioned tony pollard going off the board but when we go back then in the mid third Dak prescott goes off the board ideally or we take t higgins we could have also if if prescott makes another option would have been to go Dak prescott to pair with cd lamb and then to to see how it goes with the way it happened we didn't get either quarterback which was a little bit of a, a challenge there and As the draft played out, that was one of the key, I thought, pivot points of how it could have gone. I think if we get either Burrow or Prescott there to pair with either, well, it would have been with Lamb at that time, or Higgins, I think that would make it very, very uh, interesting for the build. As we move through then, Sean, the team, at that point, you have to make a decision as to where you are going with your kind of playoff run or your Super Bowl hopefuls. This is a team that is going to be destined pretty much by the Bengals and the 49ers as to how far they go it is going to be interesting if a team like this gets in there'll be some teams that'll obviously be a little bit more stacked maybe with the Cincinnati Bengals but to have two wide receivers with Joe Mixon rather than you know having him with let's say Joe Burrow maybe a little bit unique if the Bengals were to get to the Super Bowl but then you're hoping that we're getting a Bengals 49 ers Super Bowl based on how we built out the rest of this team because after that Joe Mixon pick it is Brandon Ayuk then it's Brock Purdy Dennis Lamar Jackson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, and Tyler Lockett. So if we look at how the dream scenario for us to actually have a chance in a contest like this would be that we see the 49ers face off against the Seahawks potentially, then face off against the Cowboys with high scoring games and that. You'd be looking for the Ravens to face off against um, against the Bengals on the other side to get those Lamar Jackson points as well. So it is kind of in an interesting way correlated in that particular format that I mentioned, which I think could potentially work out. It's just if the the non-stacked Super Bowl quarterbacks, but we're going to get Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl show. And that's, that's where we're heading. Brock Purdy, Super Bowl MVP, Cinderella story is continuing. Looking at those players, though, and how we went, those, some of those that we kind of went based on what we had done prior. Looking in hindsight, is there any of those you would change? I think we kind of had to lean into the Brock Purdy pick based on the fact that we had leaned into the the 49ers at that point after Purdy goes we we take Lamar Jackson the other quarterbacks that are drafted are Justin Herbert and Tom Brady so not a not a huge amount of quarterbacks obviously drafted in a, a six team 10 round draft any of the other picks standing out to you in that later portion one of the things we did talk about has been something that would have been a potential move was Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen we could have potentially done that at that point where we go with lamar jackson and dk metcalf thoughts on thoughts on that potential difference if we had uh, gone with the uh, charger stack over lamar and dk the situation here again
2: depends very heavily on the quarterbacks and who you have access to and where you are in the draft and so the first three picks are Allen hurts mahomes you no longer have access to any of them And then when Prescott and Burrow go before our selection in round three, you no longer have access to any of them. And so you become very limited and you have to play your spot. So what happens here as we come through round five, Brandon Ayuk, a solid value by ADP and someone who fits very nicely with the scenario that we're building like him a lot. He's someone who could absolutely smash there with Christian McCaffrey. You look down to that next pick and that was actually a timeout, right? So... Purdy was the target, but he's also someone that we knew we could get a lot, lot later. Unfortunately, the next picks kind of in that interim, not clear cut at all. You have Pacheco, Tua, Dalton Schultz, Goddard, McKenzie, Kittle, Williams, McKinnon, Andrews, Dobbins. Those are the guys that go in between our pick of Purdy and Jackson, and none of them really appeal to this roster. So you come back through and you have Lamar Jackson there, and you're hoping that he doesn't actually play the Bengals in the first round, because if he doesn't play the Bengals in the first round and you can get both of those guys through, then you have a high scoring quarterback to go with this Bengals 49ers built team. And that's what we're really looking for. Then you come back through and you're looking for, you know, who are the best remaining picks who could add a lot of punch to your roster We decide to add Tyler Boyd. Obviously, he gets this this dislocated finger. We expect him to be back for the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, obviously, out right now. We expect him to be back for the playoffs. The other interesting selections there, though, are that we go with two Seahawks. Again, you have to advance in order to win any of these. And so we want to win our league. We're kind of looking for that 49ers Seahawks shootout. At the same time, If we get two of our picks eliminated here in Metcalf and Lockett, that part of it isn't ideal. We wanted to have two guys from the same team in order to improve the value of those particular guys together. Colin, I think that's the part that, and with more time, and we're doing these fast clock first draft, trying to decide together on the picks, that part always makes it a little bit more challenging. I think going in a different direction In eight and ten, with the team, a team that can advance and stay alive in that second round, so you have both the 49ers and those players available. That part of it, you know, you could shift. Otherwise, and and you know, you would draft pretty later if you had guys in the interim that you liked, but we really didn't. I don't think that the value on the players who were selected there are really any better than the value of the players we selected later. So I don't think it's a real loss. But that's the way. That's the reason it turned out that way.
1: Yeah, and I do think having one of these done, you know, looking at the draft board, seeing where players go, getting a little bit of a feel for the ADP does make it a little bit easier to to project and plan some future drafts when you're looking through them. So it will be interesting to see how some of these teams play out as they are built through. But Sean, I'm going to pick a team here and it's going to be the WinBet team of the day, but I'm going to get your thoughts on it then. It isn't our team. It's the team in spot two, but you can sign up to WinBet today to receive a special sports offer, bet $100, win $100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Sean, the team in spot two here, I think is really, really interesting because we talked before we started drafting about the bye week and how that could be a potential disadvantage for to get through the first week but also a great advantage for you know progressing through the the contest if you can make it through that week the other team that they have gone in here well that's the eagles i'm talking about when i'm talking about the bye week the other team is a team who may not make it in. that is the la chargers who i talked about the potential that we could have went for herbert and allen but this is a team that has hurts sanders Devontae smith uh, sorry then goes to Dallas Goddard a tight end after that but also has Austin Eckler Mike Williams Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert so both teams really stacked up but also a team that if it plays out that the Chargers don't get in and then we get the Eagles on the bye this team is not advancing so it's challenging that way looking at this team I think there's a huge amount of potential but it's all based on the the Chargers making it in in week one because I'm pretty confident we're getting the Eagles as the the number one seed here in the NFC how do you feel about the team I think they've done a a nice job though of of picking two offenses and and going with them to stack up the only non players from other teams is Devin Singletary and McCole Hardman yeah
2: so you are going to need to get a huge number of points from the charters in round one it's a great build and that if you're going to take a lot of guys from the eagles and not get any of those players in the first round then you need to have a little bit of a wild card team where you can get enough big time pieces and they do that with
1: eckler mike williams allen and herbert yeah thinking of that they may also potentially have singletary on a buy because of the the bills <laughs> it could be slim pickings but that could be their full entire bench, well, I guess. they're going to have
2: either singletary or hardman on the buy And so from that perspective, you definitely are going to lose one of those two players. The chargers have to absolutely blow up, but they could, and that covers the different spots that you need because you have QB running back the receivers. You're all set at that point. And I mean, the key here is you have to advance and then the chargers have to continue to advance, but this is a team set up to win the whole thing. I think you have to be very happy with it. If you built a team that could win the $100,000.
1: Yeah, and some of the teams then we've seen, you you mentioned potentially getting discounts on teams because they may then not get the buy, but we're not really getting discounts here on the quarterbacks and Josh Allen at the first pick, Patrick Mahomes at the the third pick in terms of how things will play out. The team in one does go with a one-quarterback build, so again, you may get no quarterback points in week one, but it's again, if that advances, the edge is there because you have the depth and basically you're bringing an extra player through to the rest of the playoffs. The other team, Sean, I did really like some of their parts and it is a three quarterback build so people may be interested in seeing a three quarterback team but it's jamar chase then justin jefferson joe burrow dalvin cook kirk cousins isaiah pacheco jk dobbins chris godwin mike evans tom brady so there is a a buccaneers stack with mike evans tom brady and chris godwin there is joe burrow and jamar chase for the Bengals side and then you get kirk cousins dalvin cook paired with justin jefferson there so that's that's quite interesting as well where it's not singly on any specific teams but they have kind of three teams built there what's your thoughts on the the three quarterback builds seeing one built out in this obviously with only one quarterback eligible to start yeah you got the two quarterbacks
2: there on the NFC side all three of these players should be playing in the first week this team is not going to lose hardly any talent in that first week to the bye and when you have a team that has Jefferson Cousins you have a lot of potential firepower there. You have a team with Chase Burrow. You have a lot of potential firepower there. And so we talked about playing the 49ers Cowboys as a possibility and then playing that off the Bengals. This team did the Bengals with the Vikings. And that's a real home run look at it. I think that once you have done that, I probably would not go with Tom Brady in round 10. There are going to be some other guys that you can look at here. I mean, there's a chance that you're maximizing that first round but I think once you've played the Bengals and the Vikings, two teams that are alive in Week 1 and could shoot out in Week 1 and that you need to be big-time pieces of how this works going forward, you probably would prefer just to get another skill position player in that last slot. Obviously, it's Godwin, Evans, Brady. They've created multiple paths early on. We'll see if that works out for them there. But yeah I mean these teams were, were very well drafted I like what the individual participants have done Pete's got a cool team with the Dolphins being the focal point and the Dolphins have been one of the most fun teams this season he also takes Traylon Burks late Traylon Burks and Derek Henry on that squad we love Burks and Henry another one of those guys who could score four or five touchdowns in any given game this is a lot of fun this is a great format
1: yeah I agree and we just back to that the team with the Kirk Cousins side they they did pass on on in to get Brady so maybe a better way to potentially go there but interesting to draft Sean first when we jumped into it is the underdog gauntlet you can jump in if you're playing over at underdogfantasy.com and while signing up you can also use the code rotavis to get yourself a 100% sign up bonus up to $100 this top prize in this contest Sean is $100,000 so $25 in obviously it's only one team's going to win it but Wishing luck to the, the Road of His Overtime community. As we've mentioned on our previous podcast, massive win for Cap this past week, getting that $1 million top prize for the, the season long section of Underdogs BBM Tree. But that's going to do it, Sean, for today's show. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter. Add over to Ireland. Of course, check out Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. And until we are back with the recap show for NFL Week 15, best of luck this week. Hope your teams are advancing or winning. And until we are back, have a good one.